From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to a very special mini edition of It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garfoli, the Chronicle senior political writer. And today on the pod, we have one of the most unlikely heroes of the progressive world, Congressman Adam Schiff, the senior Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, Mr. Wonkiness, Mr. Straight, Mr. Joe Friday, just the facts man. Uh, he's going to bring us up to date on the Russia investigation, talk about he's going to be releasing his memo very shortly. And then he's going to also get into some, some stuff like the president has you know now three nicknames for Schiff, and he's going to say which one he likes best. Was it going to be Little Adam Schiff, Sleazy Adam Schiff, or Adam Schiff the leaker? We'll get into that. We talked to him at the Common, uh, at the Marines Memorial Theater here in San Francisco right before he spoke to the Commonwealth Club uh, there where he, people were uh, giving him a standing ovation. Schiff is, a, is, a, is someone to keep an eye out for, and you will hear him on It's All Political. Welcome back, Congressman Schiff, to It's All Political. It's good to see you. Great to see you. All right. First thing I have to ask you is what I asked ask you a couple times now. I always check in with your office. In light of the latest uh, indictments from, uh, from the special uh, counsel, um, how close are we to an impeachment, possible impeachment of the president? Give us a reality check on that. Because the question I hear all the time, you hear all the time. Sure. Well, I think the reality is that this indictment doesn't really tell us anything about the Trump campaign's role in what Russia did. Um, this dealt with just one aspect of the Russian intervention or election, that is their use of social media to manipulate public opinion, uh, to organize rallies uh, to or for or against different candidates. There were other vac- vectors they employed as well. They used their paid media, Russian TV and RT and Sputnik, and they also uh, hacked democratic institutions uh, and dumped uh, emails sometimes on a daily basis. Um, the indictment speaks nothing about that latter uh, part of their campaign. Uh, that's the part of the campaign where there have been the most allegations concerning collusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think we can tell anything from this indictment except that special counsel chose not to include that. Now, I think that may be because this portion of his work didn't involve any witting participation by the Trump campaign. And the other, he may still be investigating. Um, so, uh, you know, in answer to the question about impeachment, I continually urge my colleagues not to be bringing impeachment motions, not to be talking about impeachment. If the evidence leads to that conclusion, it ought to be one that we embrace reluctantly, not that we seem eager to, to accept, um, because it would be very wrenching for the country. Uh, and to the degree that we need to make the case that his conduct is incompatible with office, um, we, I think, will, um, that case will be more difficult to make if it looks like this is where we wanted it to go all along. Is the Tom Steyer campaign helpful or hurtful in, in, in that, just going along those lines? I don't think it's helpful um, for anybody to pu- be pushing impeachment uh, before the investigation is finished. Mm. Um, you know, and I think no one is more uh, alarmed at what I see this administration do 
um, at the wholesale tearing down of our institutions. But having tried an impeachment case uh, several years ago in the Senate, um, there's a legal standard, whether a high crime or misdemeanor has been met, a constitutional standard. But then there's the political standard. Can you make the case back in districts around the country um, that this is not about nullifying an election? This is about conduct that was uh, incompatible with office, uh, that was a high crime or misdemeanor. And I think these premature calls for impeachment make that more difficult should the evidence later lead us to that point. What in the last indictment was the most surprising to you? That's something that you didn't know and that was telling to you? Yeah. Well, the most surprising thing to me, what leapt out at me as I read this lengthy indictment, was just how phenomenally detailed it was, um, and that the intelligence community, which had to approve of this, um, was willing to disclose as much as that indictment discloses, because there were incredible details in it, in terms of what roles people had in the Internet Research Agency, how much they were spending on a monthly basis, um, what their metrics were and how they measured them, the people they sent here to do research, uh, um, as well as private communications. The one worker who emails a family member, yeah, I had to spend the day cleaning up because, no joke, they're on to us. I had to get rid of the evidence. Um, when you reveal that much, you're telling the Kremlin, basically, something about how you gather the information. We are deep inside Russia. That's what the message is to Putin. Well, I'm sure in the Kremlin they're wondering how the hell did they know so much? And, of course, all the people who are named are uh, very upset to be named and shamed this way. It means that they can't travel now to certain countries without fear of arrest. And others, and this is a very important thing, others may be deterred because they know they may show up an indictment one day, and if they want to be able to vacation where they vacation, take their family somewhere, they need to think about, do I really want to engage in this activity? Because those Americans are pretty darn, darn good at figuring out what we're doing. And speaking of deterred, you're, you and, and others have raised concerns that the Russians are, are going to continue to meddle in our elections. What do we need to do? You see the, the deep intelligence. What do we need to do to prevent that from happening in this midterm election? And is there enough time? Can we do it? Um, there's a lot that we need to do. It should be a whole-of-government approach uh, where we try to harden our cyber defenses, where we make sure that our elections uh, infrastructure has a paper trail, where we make sure that the federal government shares information not only with the elections officials but with the social media companies when they identify okay, these are the IP addresses that Russia is now using. They've moved away from what they did in 2016. Here's what's happening on your platforms. Uh, where the social media companies can share also with the government. Um, and we need to develop somehow a national consensus that we will reject this kind of foreign meddling if it happens again. We didn't have that consensus. Uh, candidate Trump was only too happy to make use of these ill-gotten uh, gains uh, by virtue of Russian hacking. And we need to make, need to make sure that anyone that attempts to exploit uh, foreign interference uh, is rebuked by the voters not rewarded. But can we, can we do that in time for this midterm election, or is this, do we not have enough time to do all those uh, things? You know, we, we won't have the time to do it perfectly. Um, we are already doing some of this. Yeah. We certainly don't have the whole government approach. The president hasn't convened a single cabinet meeting where he's given them the charge of doing this. It's quite clear that he views any discussion of this by his cabinet or others as a threat to his legitimacy. 
and I, I'm sure the reason why he was so angry um, uh, over the weekend uh, after this indictment came out is it ran completely contrary to his narrative that the Russians weren't helping him, that there was no effect on the election. And indeed, one of the constant falsities that the president puts out, the vice president puts out, even the director of the CIA put out, is that the intelligence community concluded that there was no effect on the outcome of the election. The intelligence community reached no such conclusion. In fact, they were very explicit. We don't opine about whether this had an effect on the outcome because that's beyond their scope. It's not their job. They're not political scientists. But nonetheless, the president and his team continue this drumbeat. And and the the indictment was as much an indictment of that false narrative as it was of the Russians. And do you, I understand that you think that the Democratic memo is likely to be released. Are you confident that it will be released in a, in a form <laughs> without uh, so many redactions that it can tell the story that you want to tell? Yes. Uh, you know, we're very close to reaching resolution with the FBI and the Department of Justice on it. Um, I think uh, there are certain things still that I believe could be publicly released, should be publicly released, that won't be released uh, within the memo, but there'll be uh, more than enough uh, that is released to the public to see that the FBI was acting in good faith, that it had a good case to make before the FISA court, that it had legitimate concerns and probable cause to believe that Carter Page uh, was acting potentially as an agent of a foreign power, enough to dispel, I think, the grossly distorted, misleading impression given by the Nunes uh, memo. And that could come in a... Okay. Um, do you... Uh, the last time we chatted, uh, the last couple of times ago, uh, you said you were still able to work with uh, Chairman Nunes and the Intelligence Committee was still able to. This was a while back. <laughs> do you feel that way now? Um, I do feel that way on the broad array of issues that are the normal bread and butter of our committee, that is oversight of the intelligence agencies. Um, our work all goes into an annual intelligence authorization bill where we set the funding level, uh, where we put in place new protections against any potential abuse in the future, mm-hmm. uh, where we um, decide, okay, we need to have more human intelligence or more of this kind of signals intelligence or more of this satellite infrastructure. Um, we were able on a bipartisan basis to reach agreement on that bill. We passed it out of the House. The Senate wasn't able to. So for all of the uh, legitimate criticism of the the partisanship in the House and in our committee. We did our work. Uh, the Senate has yet to do theirs on this issue. Uh, so we are able to compartmentalize the Russia investigation and do the rest of our very important work. One, one real quick one. Uh, the president uh, recently called you out. Uh, you got your own presidential nickname on Twitter, Little Adam Schiff. Uh, I, we're standing next to each other. You were you clocking about five ten? That's not little. I'm five six and three quarters. You think. Is that accurate? Five ten? Five ten is accurate. Yes. Uh, uh, well, first of all, I've had several nicknames now. I was Sleazy Adam Schiff. Oh, that's right. You were Sleazy. Little Adam Schiff. Now I'm the Adam leaking. Schiff, the leaking monster with no control or something <laughs> like that. The the basic rule of nicknames is you stick to one. Yeah, maybe you would think the president would know this. I mean, he is supposedly the master of the nickname. He's the playground bully, and he doesn't even know that? Come on. <laughs> He's cold testing. With He's a name ready. like Schiff, you could do a lot better. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a real missed opportunity again. So I, I just have to think the president is off his game. Congressman Schiff, thanks for being on All Political again. It's good to see you. Good to see you. My okay. pleasure. Bye-bye. 
I want to thank uh, Congressman Adam Schiff, of course, for being on the podcast. And uh, remember, no matter if you have a presidential nickname like Little or Sleazy, or you don't, it's all political. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz. Our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. And our producers are Peter Hartlaub, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varellis. It's all political's theme music. We have theme music. It's called Cattle Call by Randy Clark's Crow Song. The Chronicle's Josh Zucker, who is our podcast's musical director, is on bass. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more. Listen to Chronicle podcasts and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com backslash podcasts, plural, or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.